The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have an intuitive reading, and I'm really excited for this one. Our guest today is Maggie. And Maggie, do you want to share with listeners what you would like guidance on today? Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me. And I would love guidance on just navigating periods of low and kind of feeling stuck spiritually. So how to how to work with that and just embrace those periods. Oh, I love that question. I really love that question. And as I tuned into your energy before we hit record, um, I'm going to do that again. You have a little bit of this energy where I think somewhere along the line, you kind of learn to kind of like tough it out. It's this idea that it's not okay to be tired. It's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to feel anything. It's like my hands went to the back of your neck and it's almost like, you know, when you want to hang your head, but you just keep it up. And like, now your neck is so tired. (laughs) Your neck is so tired because it's just like, it's a lot of weight to be holding up all the time. And I think this is a really good question, a really good topic that will resonate with a lot of listeners because... I think there's a lot of confusion around spiritual teachings that tell us that we have to feel a certain way. And the more we think that we have to feel a certain way, the less we accept and understand what we're experiencing now. And actually, like the less able we are to transition through to get to feel how we would prefer to feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. Every experience that you have in this life is a gift, even the ones that feel the least gifty. And that doesn't mean you have to say, oh, it's a gift, so I should feel better now. No, (laughs) that doesn't usually, sometimes it works. And if it works, that's great. But a lot of times it doesn't work. It's more just holding that door open, holding that thought in your mind, planting that seed that everything is here to teach me, to help me to grow. And that sometimes those down moments, they're giving me information. They're giving me information about my life, about what's working, about what's not working. And so I would invite you, if you haven't already, to tune in a little bit rather than trying to fight the down, 
Do you have any idea what the down is trying to tell you or show you? I think it's just telling me to rest and just be okay with resting. What you said earlier about the neck, it's so literal. Like I have neck pain and upper back pain constantly. And I feel the constant need to be doing something, even though I know that December is you know, usually a period of rest because it's the weather's getting colder and like the weather here in LA, it's, it's raining too, but I still feel the need to be constantly moving, you know? Got it. And yet you're tired. Yeah. And you'd like to be able to rest, but you don't feel like you can give yourself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Are you finished with your schoolwork? No, I'm actually in the middle of exam season. Okay. (laughs) So you have to get through that. You don't have to get through that. But I'm even hearing you say within that, sometimes you don't pace yourself appropriately because you feel like if you're not working every moment that is given to you, you're not doing enough. Is that accurate? Yeah. And you also have the awareness because I I don't want to share anything with the planet, but I know that you go to a school that not everyone gets to get into. So I'm assuming that you're a pretty good student. I think you have the information that you know what enough is. So there's sort of like this rational knowing of, I know what enough is and I've done it, but like, I can't let myself stop there. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. And so in those cases, it's really good to start to feel into that space of not doing and that space of agreeing to disagree with yourself when you're tired because you already know that if you push beyond a certain point, I mean, you're going to be fine either way. I just see this about you, but it's going to have, it's like you're pushing a boulder and like at a certain point, either way, you're going to get it up the hill, but with the right number of rest and the right amount of support, you're going to get it up the hill easily. Versus if you don't take breaks, if you don't feed yourself, if you don't sleep, if you don't stop to catch your breath, it's going to be one hell of a journey, right? And so only you can decide, do you want to push it up the easy way or the hard way? You know, it's got to get there, but you have the option of the two ways. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I'm starting to implement this slowly. Um, I felt really burnt out from my podcast and I felt the need to post every single week and you know, to this point I've uploaded like once a week for more than a year and wow, I feel very, very burnt out. So this week I made the conscious decision to take a break from podcasting because I realized that it was becoming sort of like work to me and not as enjoyable as it was before because I was burning out. So I was giving myself permission to rest. What a beautiful gift you gave yourself. And it sounds to me like the podcast for you is a pleasure project. Yeah, for sure. So that is really good discernment and awareness to say, oh, it stopped being fun. I want this thing to be fun. So I'm going to give myself a break. I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. And what I get is some of this is inherited cultural stuff about working, about value, about, I really believe you were likely told as a child, if you had time, you should be doing more. Like that's the kind of messaging. I think it's just your family. I think it's your culture. I don't know what your parents did, but it feels like they had to have a very strong work ethic to get where they are. And so they also gave you, and it just feels familial, like all the way back, parents, grandparents, just this basic idea that like, if you're not working, you should be. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with your experience? Yeah, but in a sense, my parents never really told me to keep 
working because that pressure kind of came from within myself. But my parents, they do exhibit those qualities. So it's kind of like, they never told me to do this, but they kind of like led by example almost. Yes, exactly. And kids learn a lot more from what they witness than from what they're told as well. So if you see that, then you know that that's the unspoken rule of the family. This is how things are done. And a lot of times too, we want to be like our parents because we look up to our parents and we want to please our parents. So what better way to do that, but to do things the way that they do that, even if it doesn't suit you. And the good news, I think it has suited you up until now. And I think it's provided a really good foundation for you to be where you are now. The problem is as the world is changing, as you're changing, as you're opening your eyes, you're having a little bit of awakening, my friend. And you're having a little bit of a sense that the way things have always been done may not be how I want to do them moving forward. And I think that's really scary, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have this whole inheritance of this is the way things are done and you've been really good at it. And all of a sudden there's that little voice of discontent that says, I don't know if I want to keep going like this anymore. I want to do something like totally different. Yeah, And yeah, that can be a little bit overwhelming. So I would honor the pause. I would honor the feelings. I would honor that sense of discontent. And I would also know, Maggie, that you don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater, meaning you can keep doing what you're doing in general. Like you don't have to drop out of school tomorrow or anything like that. It's more about subtly shifting the way that you do things, becoming aware, just like you did with the podcast of it's not fun anymore and I'm doing this so it should be fun. So I'm going to take a break. So you're going to learn through, I don't know how many more years of school you have, but you're going to learn through this experience, how to honor yourself more in the world of work and achievement. And you're going to do it too, in a place where nobody else is really doing that. (laughs) So it does take some strength of character, but I think you have it. And I just think that discontent and that burnout and that tired Well, actually, there's something else coming through on that too. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But I think it's really telling you what's going on inside and what needs attention. I also think there's a point that you hit where achievement was everything. And now you've kind of achieved everything that you set out to achieve. I mean, I can see there's more, but like you've done a lot. And I think you've sort of... And again, always tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't know you better than you, but I feel that you've sort of hit the place where, you know, you've gotten up pretty high on the mountain and you're looking around and you're like, I know how I got here, but I'm not sure I want to keep climbing. And I'm not even really sure I like it up here. It's kind of cold. You know what I mean? And that's okay because there's still a lot to explore on this level. You can go around the mountain. I mean, there's so many other things you can do. It's not necessarily the case because you've gotten halfway up using a certain set of tools that you have to keep climbing on this trail or climbing on this trail in this that manner. I think you've gotten to a certain point where you've just become a little reflective and taking some space to really reevaluate some things that you believed about yourself in the world that now that you've experienced them might not be so true. Does that resonate? Yeah, it almost feels like like I wrote this down earlier about like kind of feeling like I'm not making progress, but wanting to, but also needing the rest. So I guess a huge part of my life right now is find my purpose and kind of what I want to do in the future. But then there's that dissonance of what I want to do and what I'm passionate about versus those expectations, such as my parents and me wanting to explore more of like spirituality versus you know, cultural norms of going into business and 
all these other expectations. So it's just very hard for me to navigate, especially alone, because I don't have people around me going through a similar journey as me. You're going through a spiritual awakening. You can just say that. You are. You are. And you're starting to just think about things that probably your family doesn't think about or talk about. Your friends don't really think about and talk about. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And you're also, because this happens when we go into this spiritual awakening, just to use that word, we start to tune into ourselves on a deeper level. You start to like tune into what is my truth. And sometimes when you start to awaken to what your truth is, it doesn't line up with what you thought it should be. Right? And the good news for you is I don't necessarily see you going into business, to be honest. I just don't think you'll like it. Like it's just, you need something with a little bit more passion, a little bit more giving, a little bit more creativity, a little bit more compassion. Like business is boring for you. Okay. (laughs) You can, if you want, but I don't think you will. But some of the things that you've learned from your classes, learned from things learned even just about your self-discipline, not the really hard way that you push yourself, but just some of the skills that you've learned will serve you. So again, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, meaning like there's still stuff to be gained here. We're just going to change it up a little bit about how we do it. The second thing the guides say, and I hope this will let you take a big sigh of relief. I don't know what grade you're in. I don't remember, but I think that this is true. And the guides say you have time. So even though there's a lot of pressure, especially in more high achieving schools to like get this internship and do that and know everything, I would look at it a little bit more like a buffet, try different things. No, even if you do an internship, just because you can get an internship and then you hate it, you don't have to do that thing forever. Start to just imagine I'm going to develop different skill sets. I'm going to try some different things. I'm going to explore some different things. I'm going to get to know myself better as I have these different experiences. I think that's a healthier way for you to go about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel a push or motivation to even go seek out those opportunities because I guess I'm just not interested in business at all. And don't do it. Then don't do it. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. Do what you like. Yeah. It'll really be okay. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, there's this need to balance you know, making a career out of something that will help you make money versus also balancing that with your passion and what you enjoy. So I don't know how to go about that. People make money doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And again, the thing that I know about you, because I know where you go to college and I can also read you, but I, I know I know some things, right? Is that you have discipline, you have like kind of the wherewithal, like even if you're in a little bit of a slump, you know how to get things done right? So if tomorrow you had to figure something out and go to work and get it, you have that skill set. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of finding a softer landing for your skills to shine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't think you're quite there yet. And I think you're starting to see that this train that's going really fast in one direction is not necessarily the train that you want to be on. So you're waiting at the station and you're watching what other trains pass right? And just know, even if you did get on that train, I don't think you will, but it's not a one-way train. There are trains that go in all sorts of different directions. Any choice that you make, you're going to have a thousand new choices from there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think right now you're looking in the direction that you thought you were going and it doesn't feel satisfying. Mm. Okay. And so now you're going to kind of go back in and see what else is there. And even if you do a 180, 
it'll still be okay. Yeah. I love the train analogy because it's almost like my peers and people around me searching for all these like business internships, but I'm just watching them pass by and I'm like, okay, I'm not hopping on that train because it doesn't resonate with me. And obviously there's a little tug saying like, oh, you should be doing this, but intuitively I know that it's not what I want to do. So I don't really feel that much of a pressure to even do it. Have you thought about like entertainment? God, it's so hard because you don't want to do anything canned. Like you want to do something authentic. I see this about you. I see, first of all, anything with kids is really good. I know that we don't always associate working with kids as making a lot of money, but any kind of media for kids, working with kids, creating things for kids, uh, you'd really like that, right? And kids could also be people your age, could be younger, but it could also be people your age going through similar kinds of things. It's so funny you say that because I had an Akashic reading two weeks ago and she said the exact same thing about working with kids. (laughs) (laughs) That is so interesting. (laughs) Sometimes these things line up. And I think for you, the journey is for us to be letting go of those expectations of what you think you should do. Two, letting go of some of the expectations that people in your kind of milieu have about what's valuable and what's not right? Because there's like this hierarchy. I remember that I taught educational psychology when I was a graduate student at Princeton. And when I went around the room to ask people why they were in this class, it was a class that was required for a teaching certificate. Princeton didn't have an education major, but you could pursue that as kind of a side thing. And this is one of the classes you had to take to graduate with that certificate. Mm -hmm. And all of these wonderful, beautiful, brilliant individuals were all apologizing for wanting to be teachers because it was considered like who goes to Princeton spends all this money to be a teacher. And this just broke my heart because these are the people we need, of course, to be teaching the the next generation, right? Like brilliant, smart, but they all were apologizing about why they wanted to be a teacher, why they were doing this because you know, they perceived that this was lesser than what their classmates were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want that to sink in because it shouldn't be. Why on earth should it be? We have these very bizarre hierarchies in our society and different elements of society. There are some, you know, portions of society that wouldn't look at higher education as valuable, right? We, we all have our own like things that we've learned in different sort of cultural pockets. But part of that awakening, part of that really listening and connecting with your soul is to learn to let go of some of that and see what is right and true for me and understand that many people will remain unconscious and they will just follow along and do what they're told. And and that's fine. Some of them, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. And that's exactly what they're working on. But when we really resonate and want to really like align with our higher self and our soul, then we have to be prepared to let go of all the things that we think we should do in all of these hierarchies because at the end of the day, the only thing your spirit is calling you to do and to be and to express here on earth is your own beautiful divine nature. Mm -hmm. That can't be captured by anyone else's expectations. That can't be captured by society rules, my friend. That is just you learning what makes you happy, what excites you, and where you feel that you want to be of service. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm zipping it. Let me let me see how that landed. Yeah, I love that. And what's coming up for me is wanting to explore more of what I feel called to do 
also feeling a little scared because I'm still kind of in this quote unquote system of school. Like I'm going to be finishing school. I'm in my third year now. And, you know, knowing that I will be finishing, but also in my mind, there's this dissonance of, okay, there's school. And then there's what I truly want to do. And what I truly want to do isn't taught in these education systems, like wanting to explore spirituality and healing and all these things, but also not knowing even where to start, like how to take that first step in that direction. Got it. And for you, your business major, is this my guess? Yeah. And too late to change that plan. Mm. Well, (laughs) I'm also majoring in NGOs and social change. So that's a little bit closer in alignment to what I want to do, um, but not full, it doesn't fully capture. Yeah. 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 It's tricky. Just tuning into your energy and seeing if anything specific comes through. You haven't been shown yet what it is that you want to do. And I would do a couple of things. One, I would look at schools, just a rote thing that you're going to do to finish because it's pretty easy for you. Let's be honest. Like, am I wrong? I mean, it's not an easy school, but like you, you can do it. It's the feeling if I'm enough, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, the dead end of I'm going to graduate and I'm going to fall off a cliff because I don't know what I'm going to do. It's that kind of thing. But the actual finishing school is not a hardship for you, correct? Mm -hmm. There's a little bit around the school because being in that atmosphere when everyone thinks a certain way and teaching you a certain way, like there is a little bit like, oh, are you going to be wasting yourself by not the same example I gave of my beautiful Princeton students of, wow, they want to be teachers. Why did they go to Princeton? Because they want to be teachers. Yeah. Sorry, I'm better now. <laughs> but, you know, this will be your opportunity to really listen to yourself, hear yourself, and and really to keep going. I think that it's going to be pretty clear to you probably in the next 18 months where some of the opportunities lie for you. And even if you do the business thing, just to kind of have an income as you start to explore these other things. And I don't even necessarily think you have to. I think you might actually be able to do a healing art or a healing modality kind of out of the gate, which I wouldn't say for a lot of people, uh, but you'd have to probably do a little more research and figure out like how to make that work. Mm -hmm. But even if you end up doing a job thing that eventually transitions to something else, I would think along the lines of startups, mm-hmm. media, like that kind of skill set. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it excites you. And you may have to let go of, and I want to get this right from the guide. So hold on. And they say, go ahead. You might, again, there's a hierarchy. I know how your world works because <laughs> I was there. There's a hierarchy of everything. Like this is a good job. This is a bad job. This is do what you want, right? So if it's a small company that no one's heard of, but it's really exciting for you. Do that. If you want to get a job, say it like sounds true, right? Have you heard of sounds true? Mm -mm. It's a big spiritual publishing company in Boulder. If you want to get a job at, you know, working with the shift network, I'm just naming these big names in these big places. Something like that might really resonate with you, with your skill set, because it would put you in the spiritual world. It's sort of like when someone wants to be a writer and so they go into publishing And they get to know the publishing world for a while and then they're poised and they know the right people and they can pitch their book. It's a little like that for you. So I would look at those kind of things. Anything that kind of interests you because it has your kind of brand, your kind of interesting, a place where you could learn about the content, but also get a job if you want to just get a job, (laughs) you know, using the skill set that you've learned in your profession, in your training. 
Yeah. So would you suggest going into these places and these fields and then being able to find like what healing modality would work for me? I think so. I think it would be a nice landing for you to kind of learn and and make some money on the side as you are growing into yourself as a healer and a helping professional. Okay. Okay. The other way that you can take it, and a lot of people do this as well, and some of this is kind of left brain advice. So <laughs> I don't know how it's going to be for a podcast. You might just be getting a free reading, my friend. We shall see. But the other thing that comes up too is you can also do a 360, right? Say you want to be a counselor like I did or something like that. You don't need a lot of, you know, background to make that kind of change either. So you could just get a very simple degree that would allow you to say, you know, work with kids. And then the sky's a limit in how you choose to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So those are the two kind of approaches that I see. The third one is you can just go off and do your own thing and be a maverick. And I don't necessarily think that you would not be successful at that either. I actually think you could be very successful at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. You have a little bit of a I can start something. I can make it work. You've been doing that. They're showing me like even to get into college, the kind of things that you did had more of that flavor. They had more of a leader than a follower flavor. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just your nature. You can lead, you can create, and you can get other people excited. And maybe in the past you were taught to do that to get into college, meaning I had to do this, this, and this, because these are the approved topics and this is what looks cool. And this is what I think I should be interested in. (sighs) But now you can tune into what really excites you and just do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can see that there's a lot of different paths to get to where you would like to be. And I also hope that you can see, Maggie, that you don't have to know the right one and the right step to get where you need to be because there are so many different trails and different paths that will get you there. Would some be easier than others, possibly? But I think it's important for you to know there are no absolutely wrong steps and that you learn as you go. And that's particularly true at your age, but it's true for everybody listening, however young or old you are. And I think your age is a particularly difficult one because the whole world is in front of you and you've been on, you know, we've all been on a very particular path up until now. You're about to get to the end of that path. The options seem infinite. And it's almost like you think if I don't catch the right train, you know, out of this station, then I'm going to take that wrong train to infinity. And I want you to know that you're not. Okay. There's a bunch of trains and you can even just spend some time in the station and just watch the different trains go by. See who gets on and off each train, right? You know, ask them some questions about how their journey was. Right. And know that if you get on the wrong train, you will know it and you'll get off at the next station and you'll get on a different one. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The last thing that comes through before we wrap up is this. I think every human being at a certain point in their development, whether it's in one body or a series of bodies, usually the latter, has to contend with this idea of feeling like they're enough. And is being who I want to be, doing what I want to do, expressing you know my own beautiful authenticity, my own inner divinity in this personality called Maggie, is that enough? And when you learn that, when you allow that, when you even set the suggestion that it is, that it's true, that it's not just enough, it's everything, that's when everything is going to flow and change for you. 
And my friend, you are almost there. Thank you. You're very welcome. And the last thing that comes through, because the guides, or maybe it's just me, always says the last thing and then 12 more coming after is, you know, and this is a general statement for people listening. Sometimes when we do have that place of feeling not motivated and feeling sad. And again, like where we started off saying, like, what is it trying to tell you? It is trying to tell you that it's okay to take a step back. It is that feeling that you have within that maybe I'm not enough because I don't know everything right now and I'm not keeping pace with all these other people that seem to know everything. They're on a different path. Mm -hmm. We're not on a spiritual awakening path. Some of them will do it. They'll just do it later. Mm -hmm. All right. This is your time to hit pause now because you don't want to get on the wrong train. Yeah. Right. Or you want to get off the wrong train. And when we get off the wrong train, we take some time before we get on another one. And it's totally as you should be. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else before we wrap up? No, thank you so much. That was so comforting to hear, especially the last part of taking a pause just to make sure you don't get on the wrong train or just to get off the wrong train before you take on the next one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think you probably don't see yourself the way other people see you. To know that you're unmotivated is not a train wreck. It's just a pause. It's just a rest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I want to thank you so much today. I want to thank everybody listening. I hope that you saw some wisdom for you in this reading as well. And thanks again for coming on and sharing and being vulnerable with us all today. Thank you so, so much. It was an honor likewise. And thanks everyone for tuning in. And remember too, if you liked the reading and you too feel called, I do offer private readings, one-to-one readings to people all over the planet earth. And sometimes people I'll do readings on Facebook or in the group and they'll be like, oh, do you actually do this? And the answer is yes, that is actually how I get paid. So if that speaks to you, you know where to find me. And even if you don't, or you're not ready yet to do a one-to-one reading or a class or any of the other things that I have to offer, remember to, we do free readings and teachings in the Facebook community, Intuitive Connection community. You can find us there too. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.